Now, I, I know we spoke about um, what faith is last week and, and Pastor Brett spoke so beautifully about what faith is. And I just want to read the verse that tells us just to refresh our memories in case you weren't here last week. And it says this, it says in Hebrews, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I love that word substance because substance means something, like substance, There's a, this is made from something. And faith is something that's there that you can't see. So it's actually right there, but you just can't see it with your eyes because God lives outside of time. God lives outside of time. So it's already in the heart of God before our eyes see it. And I know for me, when I was praying for my kids, I did not see them. It was a long journey, but I knew they existed in God. I knew they were already there. It's, it's, that was the substance. That's the faith that I had, that they had already existed in heaven, in God's heart for me, before I even laid an eye on them. And that's what faith is about. It's made out of something in the heart of God before our eyes actually see that. And we might ask the question, you know, what do we need faith for? Look, I don't know about you, but I could not live this life, this journey of, of our life, my life, without faith. You know, if I didn't have faith that gave me hope, I, I would not be able to survive. What do we need faith for? We need faith to get up every single morning sometimes. Some people need faith just for that. But today, I really want to encourage us to have faith for miracles, faith for our, our families, our unsaved families, our children, faith for salvation. There's so many things that we need faith for. And, you know, we need faith even to bless, faith in, in the living God and what his power represents on the earth. We need faith for all of that. And faith is not limited. Some people sort of think you have faith and you receive it and that's faith. No, faith is believing. Faith is having faith, whether you receive or not is irrelevant. It's your faith and your trust and your submission and you're give, pouring out your life to God and knowing that you are in him completely and he has completely encapsulated you regardless of what's going on in your life. And this beautiful woman called Corey, Corey Ten Boom and she, she was... Um, one of uh, a woman that kind of hid all the Jews during World War II. She says, faith sees the invisible, believes the unbelievable, and receives the impossible. And I really believe that for all of us. And I want to pose this question. I mean, we all doubt, I must say, we all have a moment of doubt. It's, it's part of our journey and our processing as human beings. It's not such a bad thing to have that doubt. But when we think of Thomas... Thomas loved Jesus, Thomas was with Jesus, yet Thomas found it hard to grasp that Jesus had risen from the dead. And when, when Jesus came in and, and he, he was talking to Thomas and, and in John 20, 29, it says, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Now, Jesus was referring to his resurrection, that he had rose from the dead. But you know what, we need that same belief we need that same faith for everything in our life blessed are we who believe without seeing blessed are we who believe that God is moving and working even though we may not see it right now even if we don't see it in our lifetime we are blessed just to know and some people need proof and signs and wonders but you know the problem with that is it's not really faith if you have signs and wonders if Jesus came and stood on the harbour bridge in all his glory every single knee would bow down to the ground everybody would believe because you've seen but faith is not like that. Faith is that, that belief in God and his power and not being able to actually sometimes see it right then and there. Sometimes it takes time. And faith for miracles is, for me, one of the most 
amazing things that we as Christians, and even the Muslims know this, that we are, we are the believers in miracles, that we believe in miracles, that we have faith for miracles. And so many times people came to Jesus throughout the, the gospels, you'll see people coming to Jesus because they just didn't know what else to do and they just desperately came to Jesus. And this one time in Mark, in chapter 9, 23, it said, well, actually this father came and he brought his son and, he's, and he, he had taken his son to the disciples and they could not do anything. They prayed for him and he didn't get healed and they just didn't know what to do. And the father's desperate. And I don't know about you guys, but as parents, we really are desperate about our children. We really do not want to see our kids suffer. And so in the end, they brought him to Jesus and they said, Jesus, we just can't, what's going on? We can't do this. And, and it says in Mark 9, 23, it says, Jesus said to him, to the father, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Now that might be a contradiction. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. It's the process of faith to believe and say, oh gosh, do I really believe? It's his process. And he said, God, help my unbelief. He can be honest with God. You can be honest with God. You can be honest with God. And then in the book of Matthew, the same story is there. And, then, and, the, and the disciples in, the, in that part of the story come and they sort of say to Jesus in Matthew 17, 20, they say, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't do this. Why couldn't we do this? Well, what's going on? Why could we not heal this child? What, what, what did we do that was not right? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I don't know about you, that's a scary thought. Nothing is impossible. That's scary. That we have as much power as that. We have as much power as that. It's a scary thought for me to think that nothing would be impossible for me if I have as much faith as a mustard seed. And I don't know if you know what a mustard seed looks like. It's like a drop. It's like the tiniest little seed. But the thing about seed, it is dead. Seed is dead. Like seed has to die. They say, you know, it falls out, you dry it. My mother dries seeds so that she can plant for the next season. She gets the parsley and she dries it and it's dead. And she puts it in a jar for the next year. But if we've got this tiny seed of faith, we need to plant it. We need to put it in the ground. We need to water it. We need to, to fertilize it. We need to put it so deep that the roots are so strong and so attached in the ground, in the house of God, in the Word of God. That is what is going to increase that seed of faith. And I don't know about you guys, but the mustard seed or the mustard tree, if you knew this, I had to look it up, I didn't know this, but the mustard seed can grow six six meters in width, it's branches. It can grow nine meters high. And, and we, my husband and I do a lot of renovating and we, you know, we buy properties and we, we fix them up. We kind of fix every single property we buy. But this particular, this last house, our forever house, there was this great big tree on the side of the house. And do you know how much damage that tree did? That tree lifted up the footings. That tree lifted up the concrete. The roots of that tree went so deep that they went into all the pipes. They broke the pipes. This tree is a weed. It's like an amber, liquid amber tree. That's supposedly a weed. That seed of that tree grew and did so much damage. Imagine what the seed of faith would do if we plant it. That's how it moves mountains because the roots will come up out of the ground. The roots will go under the ground. They will shift. They will rock the earth. If we were just 
plant that seed of faith because faith is not meant to stay dead. We're all given a measure of faith. But what are we doing with it? Are we planting it in the house of God? Are we planting it in the Word of God? Are we fanning the flame of our faith through even when we, when we need a bit of faith? You know when I need faith, I ring Nat. <laughs> Nat, pray for me. When I need faith, I say, Mick, I need faith. I'm feeling a little bit like I need to fan that flame. We need each other. We need to be planted so that our faith will grow. Otherwise, it's just a mustard seed that's sitting in our hand and it's absolutely dead. It does not do anything while it's kind of in the cupboard, like my mum used to put the seeds in the cupboard for the next season. The season is now for our faith to grow. Amen. Let me tell you, let your roots go down. There's nothing stronger. Now, I want to share a story um, of faith for me, just just recent story. Now, I've had two times in my whole life that I remember that I needed the faith of a monster tree, like a cedar tree, like a really big, big, I needed faith. There are two times in my life. The first time was when I was praying to have children, seven years, and, and my faith, and crying out to God, and I was on my face. And the second thing was in July, just recently in July, and I know people know we went on a family holiday, we went to Lebanon, and that was the second time that my faith was tested so much that I honestly felt the devil. I felt I was wrestling the devil in that moment. And what had happened was we were sort of thinking we're going on a holiday. It's wonderful. We've got our three kids with us. And you know, even when I think about it, I feel the pain. My heart feels the pain even now as I'm speaking about that. And we, we thought we're going to have a wonderful family holiday. We took the kids with us. My husband, after 49 years, went back to Lebanon to see his homeland and go and see where his family was, where he was born and all those things. But little did we know the heartache and the pain and the testing of our faith that was going to happen during that journey. And from the moment we arrived, we, we landed in Lebanon in Beirut Airport. And Beirut Airport, probably, um, it's probably a little bit diffi- difficult or different for us guys who live here in Australia. It's run by Hezbollah. So there's a lot of military over there. It's not like Sydney. There's not much freedom. It's, it's very different. So we land there and there's men, army men everywhere. It's just the, the culture of, of Hezbollah running the airport. We land and we walk up and, of course, you've got to go through customs. So we've got, I've got five passports. We walk in one after the other. We hand over the passports. The man looks at all the passports. He stamps them. And then he looks at, at Bradley's passport. He turns it over and there's a yellow sticker on it. And he says, you can all go, but you stay. At that moment, my heart sunk to the ground. And I just felt right then and there, I had to sort of stand up and say, God, right now is a time that I need to execute my faith. And what ended up happening, Brad had to go into a room. And I said to these guys, I'm not letting my son go without my husband. We need to go with him. So I went in with them and, and Mick went in. And I'm sure Mick feels feels the same about this testing of faith and I tell you he stood with me we stood together I don't think I could have stood at that moment without standing with him we went into this room and this room is like an interrogation room I don't know what it was but anyhow we 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 went into this room and we had to sit and we were questioned and then another army guy would come in a general would question again and then another one and another one and 
we, this went on for four hours. I ended up going, taking the other kids home because they were waiting outside. And they, that ended up going on for another two hours. One o'clock in the morning, they arrived to the hotel after all this interrogation. What had happened was in 2014, Brad had gone to Israel on a trip. He was sponsored. He went to the Holy Land. And we knew that you're not supposed to do that and you've got to take everything out of your passport. And we did that, but we didn't notice that one sticker. And then began the journey. And they said to us, okay, before you leave, you have to go to the military. You have to go to the military court. Now, I just want to put a picture up there of the room that we had to, to wait in. If we can just get that picture up. I'm standing there praying in this room. That's me praying right there in this, in, in this room where we had to wait for hours and hours. It seemed like forever. And we waited. We did whatever we were told and we waited. The whole time I'm praying, the whole time I'm wrestling. And this was a time for my faith. If I didn't have faith, then we, I don't think, if Mick and I did not stand in faith and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, I don't know that we would have gotten through that trial. That was the first time. That was the first thing we had to do. The second thing, we had to go at the following Monday to the tribunal. And can we just have a look at the picture, the next picture? This is what the tribunal looks like. This is what, you can't even get there. It's all barricaded. So we're, we're standing, see where those army men are? We're way ahead of that. We can't go anywhere near that. And we got there on the Monday and they said, okay, well, sh give us your phone. They gave Brad's phone to me and they took him in and they would not let us go with him. And we're in a country that it's, it's like, I don't know the laws there. I don't know the rules. I don't know what it's like. We stood on the road for four hours in the sun. It was 35 degrees and we're standing there and we're pacing and praying up and down. We're fighting the devil. We literally fought the devil. And I'm sharing this story because, you know, you don't know in these moments what's going to happen. The faith that we had to have got us through what we went through that day. We kept on going backwards and forwards and God's glory was there. God's glory was with us. I could feel God. I was praying, God, send him somebody that's kind because I didn't know what they were doing to him. I didn't know what was happening. But my prayer was, God, in faith we stand against this. In faith, in faith, Lord God. And my prayer was out in the atmosphere, praying up and down that street. And they said to us, you can't stand on this street, you've got to move away. So we had to cross like three lanes of highway stand on the other side and we just prayed and we paced and we prayed. And four and a half hours later, I could see from a distance from behind those barricades, Bradley coming. And I tell you, lucky I didn't get killed as I was crossing that road. I just bolted, I just ran over. Mick turned around and he's like, she's gone. We went and he, and you know what Brad said? I said, Brad, what, what you know, I just held him and he, and he just had, he said, mum, I was so worried about you. And I was bawling and I'm, I'm like so grateful to God that he's come out because I don't know what they do in there. And you know what he said to me? He said, mum, God sent me this man that was so kind to me. God sent me a man to encourage me. God sent me a man that spoke English and had been to Australia. What are the chances of that? God sent him a man that was kind, that had been to Australia and that spoke English. And he was set amongst criminals because he had visited where Jesus' feet had been. He was set amongst criminals, but God was kind to him. God sent him kindness. God sent him love. That's the kind of faith. The journey did not even end there. There is more to tell, but I don't want the preach to be about that story. I just want us to understand God and faith, God and faith, what faith can do. Faith can move mountains. Faith can break down strongholds. Faith 
can break the earth and shake the earth if we have enough faith, if the roots of our faith are in the ground. Faith for, faith for salvation. Faith is, is amazing for salvation. We cannot be saved without faith. I have so much faith for salvation for my family, even though I have not seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. We need faith. Faith goes to work and faith is powerful. And you know, when you hear from God, that's very powerful when you hear from God. And sometimes you'll hear from God, but, but it's tough. You know, it's like, gosh, how can I do that? How can I speak to that person? Where am I going to get money to, do, to obey you there? Where, well, how am I going to make this happen, Lord? But faith goes to work. Faith creates a space. There's a story of Elijah, and we know the story. Where God, he had heard from God. And in the atmosphere of that time, the king and the queen had killed all the prophets, but he was left. One of the servants had hid some prophets, but they were hidden. There was no voice. There was no prophet. There was no voice. And people were going astray. They were worshipping Baal. They were doing all the things God hated. But Elijah heard from God. And, you know, he needed to have faith to understand that that was God's voice. He needed to have faith to go out and do something that God told him to do, even though he might be killed. He needed to have faith for that. So he went down and he faced the king and he said, this is what we're going to do. And you know, faith asks something of us sometimes so that God's glory can be seen. He was asked to move. He was asked to create a place for God's glory to be seen by others and to lead them back to God. So then he goes to the king and he says, this is what we're going to do. You build an altar to, an altar to Baal and I'm going to build an altar to the living God. And they said, okay, let's do that. And so they built this altar and they cried out. The, the, the Israeli people, the Jewish people cried out to Baal and they cried and they cut themselves and they danced and they, they wailed and they did everything that they, that they thought would, would get a response from their God. But Elijah did everything to actually not get a response from God. So he said, okay, well, on my side, I want God's glory to be even bigger. I'm gonna pour water on this thing. I'm gonna make it really hard for God because God has asked me to. He heard from God. And then God just burns everything up. He just burns it up from heaven. A fire comes down over the water. Three times they put water, not just once, twice, three times. And then the fire just takes up that, the living God just takes up that sacrifice. And, and the Bible says everybody falls to the ground. I just wanna read that because it's just an amazing scripture. 1 Kings 18.39, it says, Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. And sometimes God's, you're going to hear from God and He's going to need you to do something to show His glory. And you need to do it in faith. God's glory needs to show through your faith, my faith. We need to do things in faith to show God's glory. That day, that whole nation turned around and faced the living God because one man obeyed God, heard from God, and even though he, his life was on the line because Jezebel wanted to kill him. And the thing about Jezebel, I was kind of reading that she's from Sidon and she, that means she's Lebanese. I tell you boys, keep away from these Lebanese women. They're trouble. <laughs> and finally, I just wanna say that your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested. And so many times in the Bible, the heroes of faith, their faith was tested. And it's important that we, we stand up in faith and we don't give up when our faith is tested. It's inevitable it will be tested for our sake 
and for God's sake, your faith is going to be tested. That was one of the biggest tests that Mick and I had been through when, when that happened to Brad. You know, we had to go to, a, to another place even after that and he got inter- interrogated by the intelligence. But our faith was up. Our faith was up. That's what got us through that time. And it might sound like it's not much, but I tell you what, when you're in a godless land and you get caught up in the military, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. But God tested our faith and our faith increased because we've got an amazing God because he is with us. And sometimes these, it says in James 1, 2, we need to go through trials for our own profit. It says, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance so that you can get through all the way to the end. And I think sometimes God says, if I don't give you what you want, will you love me anyway? Will you, will you believe in me anyway? Will you trust in me anyway? Sometimes, the, you know, it says a lot of the prophets did not get to the promised land. Will we love him anyway? And I remember Pastor Simon McIntyre when he came and, and pastored this church for a short time and his wife, Helly, she was not well and she came in and one day I looked at her and I thought, God, the spirit of death is on her. And I just it just grieved me. And not long after she passed away and I said, God, We prayed for healing, you know, we just didn't see that, Lord. We had faith. And I remember God saying to me, no one enters heaven with a diseased body. That's what I felt God say to me. No one enters heaven with a diseased body. It doesn't look like what you think, but she is healed. And I held that and I thought, God, I trust you. I trust you anyway. I believe you anyway. I believe you anyway. And there's so many beautiful things to encourage us in the Bible in faith. You can do nothing without faith. You can't please God without faith. In Hebrews, in verse 17, it talks about these great heroes of faith. And it says, by faith, Abraham offered up Isaac. You can't even bring up an offering without faith. It says, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob. You cannot bless your own children without faith. It says, by faith, Jacob worshipped that in that place we cannot worship without faith it's not true worship without faith by faith Joseph instructed his children where to put him his legacy he, he by faith he instructed about his legacy and what was going to happen by faith by faith we instruct by faith we teach by faith we live and how many times did Jesus say after a miracle your faith has made you well Mark 5:34 Daughter your faith has made you well. Luke 17:19 And he said to him arise go your way your faith has made you well. Mark 10:52 Jesus said to him go your way your faith has made you well. Luke 7:50 Then he said to the woman your faith has saved you go in peace. Luke 8:48 And he said to her daughter be of good cheer your faith has made you well. Your faith your faith your faith I pray today that we have an increase of our faith. And the, 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 there's a man by the name of R.C. Sproul and he says the issue of faith is not so much whether we believe in God, but whether we believe the God we believe in. Do you believe the God you believe in? Do I believe the God I believe in? We have to take the whole lot, church. We have to believe the God we believe in. We really need faith to live. We need faith for everything in our life. 
And sometimes people think, oh yes, faith is about what religion you're in. But I want to challenge us this morning. It's not that at all. Faith is about who we live for. Who do we live for? Who do we belong to? I just want